back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Uncle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 17, The Front Porch, and it was fantastic. I'm so excited. I have so much to talk about of this episode. And next to me is Jen. Hello. What were your thoughts, Jen? Obviously, great episode. <laughs> like, try great episode. I said great episode. Well, I'm ready to get right in. I didn't have anything trivial to lead in with. We do have an email from Danielle to talk about at the end, so don't let me forget. I have one teensy tiny, only somewhat related <laughs> piece of trivia. I saw an advertisement for some Doogie Hauser reboot that's starring a girl, and I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> they gave her a different last name, but it's clearly, you know, a reboot. So, look cute. Yeah, that's been in the works for over a year now. Oh, first time here. Maybe we haven't mentioned it on here, on this podcast, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, I've known about that for a while. I'm not sure why I never brought it up, but... Yeah, and I don't even remember what... I see a lot of news on it here and there. I don't remember what I saw it on. It was just like an ad on some webpage I was on. I wasn't, like, looking up anything How I Met Your Mother related. I was like, oh, that's cute. So, that's it. Other than that, we can jump right in. And this is the first time both Jen and I are drinking wine during the podcast. So we'll see if you if there's a noticeable difference. <laughs> we'll see. In our performance. Cheers. We start off the episode with the narrator reminding us that Ted or himself, younger him, and Karen had been dating for a few weeks and his friends couldn't be happier about it. So we get Ted and Karen entering McLaren's. Everyone's already there. They say hello. They get an unenthusiastic response from the group. And then Karen notices that Robin's got a pair of diamond earrings. She asks, hey, are those real diamond earrings? Robin says, yes, they are. Thank you. Which is kind of weird because... It's a little presumptuous. Yeah, that she was complimenting her to begin with. But Karen says, I didn't say I like them. Robin says she got a great deal, and then we get a, our first lecture uh, from Karen. I mean, she's not wrong, but... <laughs> cool, I'm sure the exploited diamond miners in Sierra Leone would give you a high five if they still had all their fingers. But really pretty. Mimi upstairs to Ted. <laughs> right. Now, she doesn't know they're blood diamonds. Not every diamond is a blood diamond. Mm, that's true. They could be, They could be. what do we call them? They're conflict-free. Yeah, there you go. In fact, most diamonds, I think, that you find in the in your average jewelry store now are probably conflict-free. I have no idea. I hope that's true. Probably. I think mine is. I think when I looked at the appraisal last, it actually did mention that. As she leaves, Robin <laughs> quips that she only needs one finger to tell her what she's thinking. <laughs> right. And then they... Go ahead. As I say, Marshall comes just right out and says it. Yeah. Karen's a douche. <laughs> Ted pushes back. His friends don't get a vote on who he dates. He calls the shots, and then you hear Karen from outside. Ted, now! Eh, it's too sitcom-y for my liking. Oh, I like that one. Just because how quickly he jumped when she called him. Barney says he doesn't know what he sees in that horrible woman. I mean, she's got boobs, but... Well, I guess I get it. I get it. I didn't like that one. <laughs> I did. Boobs are great. Yeah, they are. But eh, it was it was a simple joke, and... I think they do so much better in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't the best joke of the episode by any stretch. Lily contends that this is because it was his first real girlfriend from high school. I don't really get this theory. I don't feel like people hold their high school relationship so high. No, I would think most people 
are not with that person for a reason. Yeah, and they're wiser as they get older. Right. But this is the same thing as Simon, where he just saw her in a certain right. light back then, and that never faded. Right. At least we didn't get a... I was just trying to recapture my youth speech from him during this episode. Yeah, that's true. As we've true. heard so many times. Yeah, good point. Robin's going to go to work. There's a little back and forth about how she can maintain this schedule, and she's used to it now. They discuss you know, how obscene the hours are. Uh, she says that it's worth it. They've seen the show, right? And then we get a we get a good combination of everyone claiming that they've seen it, with Barney at the same time simultaneously saying, "I've never seen it." Right, Barney, be <laughs> brutally honest. Everybody else trying to trying to feign that they have, and yeah, it's good timing on this scene. This was well written, right? Because they're kind of talking over each other, so you could almost miss Barney if you're not paying close enough attention. <laughs> Yeah, Robin says that, sure, it's dull and generic, and they get spanked in the ratings by that Korean channel that only shows Kim Jong-il riding a horse. Have you ever seen this? <laughs> no. I'm not sure how I've this seen this. Yeah. <laughs> I probably saw it on YouTube or something, but it's a channel that I don't think you can really see it in the U.S. It wouldn't be up against a New York morning <laughs> show. Who's watching this? Unless, I, I, don't, I don't get how, the, how that's in competition with them, where that's playing, <laughs> but that is a thing. Okay. It's sort of like a propaganda video that they show in North Korea. Or they did. I mean, Kim Jong-il's not alive anymore, but... Interesting. But Robin uses this as an excuse to essentially guilt her friends into watching the show. <laughs> well, actually, Lily sort of volunteers it. Or no, I'm sorry, it's Marshall. Right, but it's because Robin was like, it would mean so much to me if I knew my friends were watching. True. Marshall suggests that Friday morning everyone can come to their place at 3.30 a.m. and they'll put on PJs and they'll watch Robin's show. What I'm a little confused about, which doesn't really matter for this episode, but I kept going back and forth is, was everyone staying up and then going over or were they getting up early and then going over? Because getting up early would have made more sense, although I guess if they go out a lot, even during the week, staying up would have made more sense. I'm, I was under the assumption that they stayed up, but yeah, they never clarified it. This is idiotic. Just have them, if they have a TiVo, have them TiVo it, and they'll <laughs> right. all watch it together with her. But anyways, that, that, would, that would ruin this episode where right, exactly. the background scenes of Robin and her show are just so wonderful. Right. So we get a nice juxtaposition of Lily saying, you know, we just want to support you. And then immediately, you know, once they flash to... Friday morning. I just want to sleep. Yeah, Marshall hates Robin for not being more successful. <laughs> I like that line. And then Ted enters. They're at, they're at Marshall and Lily's. I remember at the very beginning of this sh- podcast and when we were starting to cover season one, I said that I, I feel like they changed the apartment so that the door isn't in the same place. I thought that the door moved to the right of the kitchen, where right now it's on the left of the kitchen. I think I was just confusing it with Marshall and Lily's place when I was thinking about that. Ah, okay. Because I think I was mostly thinking about the episode where they have the double date with Ted and Robin, and they're serving hors d'oeuvres through that little window they have to their kitchen, and it's to the left of the entrance. Yeah, I'm sorry, Robin and Barney. Okay. And so in my head, my memory was thinking that was in the old apartment rather than their new condo. Gotcha. So that's, that's why I got that confused. Anyways, that, I just realized that watching this episode. Ted enters, lets them know that Karen broke up with him, and then gives them permission to cheer. Marshall, like, points to the sky. I knew you were listening. And then, Which is a weird take from him. I love this scene by Barney. I'm going to go ahead and read it. <laughs> so Barney gives a supportive speech to Ted. 
as he's backing out of the room. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, we shouldn't be celebrating. That's just been through a bad breakup. Look, buddy, tell us everything. Tell us what happened. Seriously, spare no details. What did she say? What did you say? How did it feel? If you were to do it again, all over, would you maybe? And then he disappears off into, like, the bathroom or something. You do this to me on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like this bit. And I have done this to you once or twice. I'd like to do it to more people if they give me the opportunity. For some reason, no one wants to share bad news with me. I wonder why. You seem like such a compassionate listener. <laughs> Empathy. That's really the key. So Ted retells the story. We get the flashback. He says that, you know, they were just hanging out, being funny. We get a little back and forth. You're the fan of the 2002 Chianti. No, you're the fan of the 2002 Chianti. Karen finds an earring. Rob, Ted says in his bed. I'm sorry. They're in Ted's bed. She finds an earring, which turns out to be Robin's. Right, which is clearly, you know, referencing the earrings that Robin was wearing earlier in the episode. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> That's true. Good point. <laughs> well, I might, shut up. I might find some things you didn't notice. No, I know. This is high horse. I like it when I find stuff that you don't pick up. <laughs> it's fun. That's good. I'm happy for you. Karen comes to the conclusion that, and accuses Ted of sleeping with Robin. Ted blows it off. No, it probably just got mixed in with the laundry. Karen wants to know why she should believe him. And then he gives it to her. Maybe because I've always been faithful to you, while you've cheated on me like six times, bitch. And his face. He's so self-righteous in this <laughs> delivery. As he kind of should be. <laughs> and then they end this, the flashback. Everyone's like, oh, snap, cold-blooded. And then we should have gotten a, is it's what, what I, I should have said. <laughs> but he just says, right, right, I totally should have said that. And so, and so we find out, you know, he basically said the same thing, but then petered out at the end with a, I, I love I you. love you. Then they break up. Barney comes back. Oh, so the reason he was leaving the room is so he could change into his pajamas, and he right. comes back in at this point in his pajama suit. <laughs> it's such a continuation of his lack of caring. What a story. So brave of you to share that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Lily calls him out on this pajama suit. Like Barney says, you know, of course, what do you think I sleep in? And Ted says, a coffin? Yeah, that was okay. You're okay. I know. Yeah, Marshall points out he's undersecretary of only okay. <laughs> Marshall points out that he's wearing a tie, and Barney corrects him. It's a sleeping cravat. I don't think I've ever heard anyone use the word cravat for tie except for in this show. Hmm. I mean, I know it's a real word, but yeah. I don't think I hear it very often except no. for in How I Met Your Mother. Definitely not. Yeah, Barney's logic behind this is he has to look good all the time. Just in case. And he tells a story about something that happened a few months ago where two girls came to his door. In the middle of the night, he was asleep in bed in his super pajamas. Right. They were having a who's hornier contest, which you know I hate that word. And they spilled massage oil all over themselves. Horny. Horny. God, stop it. Panties. You know what? I'll take moist. (laughs) I'll take panties. Really? Horny is worse than moist or panties? Yes. Wow. A million percent. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we might not make it through this. What's worse for you? <laughs> a million percent or... What do you think you... Wait, no. Let me, let, let me rephrase it. What do you think is worse? Your hatred of a million percent or my hatred of the word horny? Wow. <laughs> That's a noodle scratcher. <laughs> and let's call it a tie. Right. But anyway, the girls want to borrow his shower. You know, everybody calls him out on it. You know, that's from porn and Lily... <laughs> Starts to talk about exactly which porn that's from, then cuts herself off. Yeah, Barney said, but it could happen. 
And we get like a very performative disrobing from Marshall while he says, I'm sorry, dude, but that was just right. the most ridiculous sleeping attire I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, and he takes off his robe to reveal <laughs> that he's wearing a nightgown or as they call it, a nightshirt. Yes. So Barney almost... Barney loses his mind. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall lets him know it's called a nightshirt and Barney says, whatever. You can call it a ninja star danger jock if you want to. It doesn't make you less of a cross-dresser. Um... Marshall doesn't flinch. He's no. he's not ashamed of this, mm-hmm. nor nope. should he be. Marshall and likes his nightshirt. He doesn't care what Barney says. Barney's sleeping in a suit. Barney flies into a number of cultural references, mostly old and liter- of, of literature, about how he looks and what he who he looks like. And we were God. This was I don't know. Was I don't think Tyler was born yet. I think I might have been pregnant with Tyler. Really? No, I think it was earlier than that. We went with. Oh, no, that's, that's, this was in Philadelphia. Yeah, You're well, right. out, no, not Philly, but out, like an hour outside Philly. Okay, Mr. Corrector. Phoenixville, to be specific. We were visiting a couple that we were friends with in Phoenixville. We stayed at their place, and like our closest friends that were living in D.C. with us at the same time, and this is probably about 10 years ago now, were also staying there. We all went up together. Or no, I guess we met there. And Phoenixville is about an hour west of Philadelphia. And at night, after we all sort of were done boozing it up, our close friend Jason came downstairs from getting ready for bed in a nightshirt. <laughs> it was just the best. And I completely <laughs> repeated every, off the, off, from memory everything Barney had said. Now, not only did you do that, you then made them watch the episode. Yes, that too. Because <laughs> they needed to know why it was so funny. Right. And just like Marshall, Jay was... Perfectly comfortable. Yep. I went camping with him a couple months ago, and he wore like a sarong with nothing under it the entire camping trip. Just about. Interesting. And much like Ted says here, I think I was mostly lucky he was wearing anything at all. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a joke I didn't really care much for. It wasn't my worst joke. Eh, That's coming up later. Ted goes into the bedroom to get changed, and all of a sudden we get the Spanish guitar playing, which hints at mystery coming up. I don't think I noticed that. He finds something on the dresser, and then we cut to Robin starting her morning show. Right, and she only gets out, you know, good morning, New York, I'm Robin, and Ted mutes it immediately, so... And really goes after Marshall hard about this. He He, yeah. he found the ear, the other earring on their dresser. And he says your dresser, which I don't know if you, like, I don't know, but he, he really, he really thinks it's Marshall, which if you think about it for five seconds makes zero sense. Except for Marshall's probably been the most vocal. I mean, he's the one to say she's a douche. I think he called her the heiress to the Massengill <laughs> fortune. Yeah, but this isn't a, this is not a Marshall move. Marshall's not pulling this move. Correct. I agree with you there. Or if anything, it would be Marshall and Lily came up with this together because they typically have no secrets from each other. So I want to back up just a second. As we're starting all of this, all of this drama, we're going to have, and we'll cut back to Robin in the background on the TV. Yeah, there's a really having a good, remarkable episode of her show. There's really good shots of as they're talking. The TV is very prominent in the background. Yeah, so you can see everything that's going on with her, and that's th- this is such a great episode because 
just what's going on with her that they're ignoring is hilarious. Right. Sidled by some of the great lines that are coming out during this argument and some of the flashbacks of Lily having broken Ted up in the past with other girlfriends. At any rate, so we'll move forward. He really goes after Marshall hard. (laughs) You know, what what was Robin's earring doing on your dresser? I like how Barney says he was accessorizing. No, you you were wrong on everything in this episode. I'm tired of saying, oh, well, that's my opinion. No, you're just wrong. <laughs> we're just off on our jokes that we yeah, like, I guess. this does happen sometimes. When I'm listening to old episodes, there have been episodes where it's almost the entire thing, where everything I liked you didn't like and vice versa. <laughs> and then sometimes we're, we're right, you know. That's funny. Other times we're aligned very well. Lily confesses it was her. Ted goes after her pretty hard. Lily points out that she did it for his own good. Karen failed the front porch test. Right. Ted doesn't know what this is, which I find hard to believe that, like, if this thing is so important to Lily that it's never come up. Right. True. At the same time, we're getting a Robin update where she's showing a picture of the gang on TV waving hello and even crying on air. (laughs) Then Lily explains what the front porch test is. We get sort of a flash forward of her imagination that they're all so awesome together that they're definitely going to be together when they're older. And we see them sipping tea on the front porch of their beach house playing bridge all day, which I don't think is a thing people do. And yeah, I don't know. How long again, does the game Ma- of bridge take? Again, Marshall gets the comb over in old age. <laughs> right. And so here, here's the dialogue as they're playing bridge. Billy says, okay, bridges are wild. Four bridge beats a royal bridge. I mean, they're just really intermixing this with poker. Right. I see your bridge, and I raise you three bridges. <laughs> and then Marshall yells, "Bridge! I win!" In the tradition <laughs> of Marshall winning everything. Right. And we'll cut. We'll circle back to that because something funny happens. Yeah. We cut back to present time, and Barney clarifies that they have no idea how to play bridge. <laughs> and you don't play with three people. I think it's a it's a couples, like a duo. It's two people against two people. Okay, I know literally so nothing about it's a, I think it's a lot like spades in that way. Except for the... I, I don't know it has a, about spades either. You never played spades? No. Oh, okay. We played it all the time in college. I loved it. Yeah, Barney points out they have no... Did you already say that Lily says they're going to take a class? And no. Marshall agrees <laughs> that it's important to stay active. Right. Their deliveries of these are really good. <laughs> right, like they've, they've clearly talked about this. At the same time, we're getting a very pregnant Allison Hannigan in a very chunky mm. bathrobe be, being filmed... You know, sort of chest up the entire right. time. I mean, there's a couple full body shots, but yeah, everything's very bulky around her. Yeah. So Lily says whenever he's been dating somebody for a while, she does the front porch test. And she tried to picture Karen there. And this is great. You know, we go back to Bar- Marshall winning bridge. <laughs> right. And Karen comes out very dryly. Fantastic. Another game of bridge. Don't read a book or anything. Ted points out some happy-looking dolphins, or he points out some dolphins. Karen says, oh, they look happy. I guess the chemical runoff from this elitist beach, it's elitist, elitist <laughs> beachfront property hasn't, roll, hasn't rotted out their blowholes yet. It will. That water will kill you. It is a toxic death trap. And a great Lily and Marshall follow-up. <laughs> I'm going to take a dip. I'll join you. <laughs> Essentially wanting to commit suicide for having to hang out with Karen. Right. Lily said she failed the front porch test. She had to go. Ted's in disbelief, but we get a very familiar line of, Ted, think about how great the three of us are. Seriously, think about it. We also got that in the spoiler alert, where 
they're trying to point out to Ted what was wrong with his girlfriend in that one that mm-hmm. talked too much. And they're like, Ted, seriously think about it. Right. Seriously think about it. I think they've done this one other time, and I can't remember when. Okay. So in the background of this, we have... You know, a fire has now broken. I guess there was like a cooking segment or something. That's why I wrote down cooking segment. <laughs> and Robin's there with the fire extinguisher putting it out. Very panic stricken. Yeah, the chef, his sleeve caught on fire. I'm going to say a chef whose sleeve catches on fire while cooking. Not a great chef. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. <laughs> so Lily says whoever he marries, has they're going to join Team Awesome. They have to pass this high bar. Marshall agrees. You know, you're better off without her, Barney. Puts another dig in at him. Clarence the Angel says it's true. (laughs) So Marshall's now ready to have this debate. Make a little jokes, but he's comfortable. Barney wants to know why he would wear something like that. We get sort of a weird exchange. Lots of reasons. I bet you can't name five. First of all, Barney, leave making lists to the professionals. But Marshall does agree to make a list of five. One, no need to wear anything underneath. (laughs) I like Ted's. I can vouch for that. Will you cross your legs, buddy? (laughs) Marshall acquiesces. Two, sexy. And then we get Lily chiming in. I can vouch for that. Will you uncross your legs? <laughs> Which he does. <laughs> His grandpa Olaf lived to be 107. Uh, there's no waistband leaving a judgmental pink teeth mark around his Thanksgiving belly, which I like. <laughs> and then every night when he goes to sleep, he has this dream that he's flying. And this is such a clear homage to the Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. even all the way down to the exact music that goes on in the scene in The Big Lebowski where he's knocked out and sees himself flying over the city, just like Marshall does in this. Right, which I never knew until I looked up the trivia for this episode is actually a Pop Dylan song. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Good one. He ends with, so that's how I go to bed every night, happy, weightless, with a heart full of joy. What about you? Barney. I have to lie perfectly still so I don't wrinkle my suit jamas. (laughs) Yeah. We go back to Robin. She's now giving... She's given CPR and ultimately saves the life of her weatherman who keeled over with probably a heart attack. And then Ted finally sort of agrees. If, if you felt that strongly about Karen, then maybe it was for the best. Right. And then we get a key line from Lily. I hated doing that again, but Karen had to go. Ted catches again, much like Lily last week when she kept catching Ted's mm-hmm. language. Now he's catching her again. How many times? She says, never, six. <laughs> So we go through a montage of people she broke him up with, the first one being Angie, their sophomore year, who was just using him to get back at her ex. You want to go ahead and describe this? Well, I was just going to say, yeah, that, that doesn't seem worthy of a breakup. Like, whatever. Let, let Ted get some if that's you. Know, there's not, like, a ton of harm in that. But, yeah, from the back, she looked really cute. <laughs> but Lily's plan is to sneak into Angie's room while she's napping, leave a Creed CD, which Ted walks in, sees, and is immediately disgusted. Yeah, he has to let go of it like it's poisoned. <laughs> and like, I, like it's toxic. I really like Marshall. That's where my Creed CD went. <laughs> and then, so Creed, were they that hated by I don't think that Music early. lovers? I think similarly to Nickelback. I think Creed and Nickelback kind of were popular for a time, and then the backlash came a few years later. I couldn't I really like some of Creed's songs. I did too. What do we know about Ted's music taste that would turn him off so much to Creed? I mean, yeah. 10,000 Maniacs, so maybe he was sort of more into the alt rock. You really like that? <laughs> oh, God, what is that? Song that like, comes up where they say like Ted never has an original opinion. The Dishwalla song that he. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that doesn't help this argument at all because that was a, yeah, a one-hit no, one wonder. I don't know that I believe that Ted would be so disgusted by this unless he was in like a coming off of a Karen pretension phase and it was maybe too mainstream. I can see Dr. X not liking Creed. <laughs> That's true. All right, who else? There was that weird sci-fi girl who wanted him to propose to her after like two months. So we, we get the flashback of Marshall and Ted in line for a Star Wars Episode Two showing at the movie theater. And Ted's dressed like Luke, Marshall like Chewbacca. And Lily comes in disguised as the weird sci-fi girl, dresses Darth Vader, and comes up and basically just breaks up with Ted um, and then ends it with, so live long and prosper, or whatever. Now, Live Long and Prosper is a Star Trek. And she, like, gives a peace sign as she does it instead of the, like, Star Trek thing. Instead of the Vulcan peace sign. Which I can't do. You can't? I can't. My fingers don't do that. That's funny. <laughs> Poor Tyler with some of the genetic mishaps that you might pass on to him. Oh, my gosh. So, slightly related, I also cannot wink, wink one this eye. one eye. And he, like, tried to explain it to me. Like, I just didn't know how to do it. <laughs> I was like, no, I legitimately just can't oh, do it. Oh, picturing that. That's so funny. It was really cute. He's like, well, just close your eye and then open the other one. Like, it was really, really cute. <laughs> Ted dresses Luke, turns back to Marshall, who takes off his Chewbacca head. And all he has to offer him is a Chewbacca moan, which I, <laughs> I won't. really funny. Yeah, it's, I love that response. He just couldn't think of anything better to do <laughs> or say to support Ted. And I would, I would try and imitate it, but last time I did that, you got called our out. friend Tanya really came at me hard that I'm not good at doing a Chewbacca, and she did a better one than me. I did say I was going to try and work on it for this episode, and I just, oh. I forgot. But yeah, yeah. even with my very limited Star Wars knowledge, I, I appreciated this joke. <laughs> we get Robin in the background again. She's interviewing an author who goes into labor on air. And Robin ultimately ends up delivering the baby and like weeping as she's pulling it out of her, <laughs> right? Out of her between her legs. You can see a lot of detail all the way down to the umbilical cord hanging. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. notice that. <laughs> so Ted wants to know what if one of those women was supposed to be the mother of his children? Lily says even if there was the tiniest chance, she would not do anything. Like with Victoria or Stella, Ted thought she forgot about Robin. What about Robin? And. Then he discovers that she broke them up, too. Right. But before she admits to it, we get a good... Um, homage to A Few Good Men. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to read through this with me? Sure. You do Ted, I'll do Lily. I was just going to suggest that. <laughs> Start with did you. Did you break us up, too? Do I have to just say it twice? Yeah. Okay. Did you break us up, too? Just read it as written. Don't, don't try and uh, rewrite the script, Jen. Don't don't be a temperamental actor. <laughs> All right. I didn't know if that was a transcript mistake or if it was actually written like that. <laughs> no, he's being very Tom Cruise here where he's adamant and repeating things. Okay. Did you break us up too? Did you break us up too? Why are you getting in my face? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure right. what I'm doing here. Stop talking to me like I'm your enemy. You weep for these women. But you have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That these breakups, while tragic probably saved you from a crappy and very expensive first marriage. No, sorry, I'm just going to jump in here real quick with... She didn't try to break up Stella, which would have potentially been the crappy and expensive first marriage, but... 
back into the city. Okay. Did you break me and Robin up? You don't want the truth because deep down you want me out there watching out for you. And deep down you know that none of those women were ever going to be the mother of your children. Did you break me and Robin up? I did what I had to do. Did you break me and Robin up? You're damn right I did. (laughs) (laughs) And then from here, Barty comes out in a nightshirt and says that Marshall's grandpa Olaf was a wise man. Right, so we kind of get two conversations going on. So we have this whole Lily and Ted thing, and then we have Barney and Marshall, like essentially Barney and Marshall, like, yeah, what's going they, on. Yeah, it's like they, two, they could not be yeah, less two concerned. different scenes going on in parallel. Neither one of them, right, paying any attention to what the other one's doing, which I think works. <laughs> right, it's very funny. Lily points out that she didn't really directly break them up. So also, what go, what's going on here is another thing that sort of makes me more confused about did they stay up or did they wake up for this? Because Ted says he needs another drink. Now, I doubt they woke up that early and are starting to drink beer. Yeah, no, I'm going with the assumption that they just stayed up. Yeah. Barney points out that he likes the little breeze he's getting down there in the nightshirt. Marshall introduces him to the heat vent. It's like your junk is on a tropical island. (laughs) As... Lily's starting to explain herself about what she did and why she did it with him and Robin. Robin bursts in. She's so glad this is the one they watched and then realizes that they didn't watch it at all. Ted said, catches her up that Lily just told us that she broke you and me up. Robin says, broke us up. What does that even mean? And why are these guys wearing nightgowns? (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) Barney and Marshall... (laughs) Both start arguing. It's a nightshirt. Mm-hmm. It's called a nightshirt, Robin. Barney's suddenly team nightshirt. Yeah. So Lily explains that with Robin, she didn't break them up, but she they did want completely different things out of life and refused to deal with it. So she does a scenario where she could just picture them on that front porch. So we get another flash forward, imaginary style, of them playing. I don't know what they're playing at. They're playing bridge here, but it doesn't sound like they're not using the same bridge language. Anyway, Ted says, hmm, two of hearts, just like the hearts of the two children I never had because my lovely wife hates kids. <laughs> and Robin says, hmm, a deuce, exactly what my career dropped once I decided to settle down and marry Ted. And then Robin, right as you can see Marshall getting to slam his cars down and say bridge, Robin does it first, says, bridge, I win. And then you, you can see Marshall's face. He's shocked that he didn't win. Right, and then we flash back to current times, <laughs> Marshall... I do not like that scenario one bit. Now, was he purely talking about not winning at bridge yes, in that hand? I think so. <laughs> so Lily just tried to get them to talk about their issues, and we get sort of a a back-and-forth cut scene of her asking them questions that they ultimately will ask themselves at a dinner that we've already seen. Mm-hmm. And we know that they sort of cut this in later because all the shots of Allison Hannigan are, again, covering up her pregnancy, so... And then the scenes of Ted and Robin are the one they had at dinner before they broke up. Right. And where we ultimately end with Ted saying, we have an expiration date, don't we? So Ted says he's never been more furious at at her in all this time he's known her. They're starting to yell. Barney tries to settle them down, saying, you know, I just have one question. What do these bad boys feel like in bed? So him and Marshall go to bed to check it out. (laughs) Robin says, if it weren't for you, Ted and I might still be dating. Lily counters that. Or they would have had an incredibly bitter breakup, not even remained friends, and then you, her and Robin would never have become best friends, which sets Robin off crying 
<laughs> they start hugging and Ted gets really mad. <laughs> yeah. Robin's crying, don't even say that, okay? So Rob, Ted yells at them for hugging and then goes into a long, yeah, you know, screaming speech about how, you know, she got lucky to meet someone, you know, the first week in college. And then ultimately ends with, you know, you can have that front porch to yourself. Lily notices Robin's jacket. Right. And Robin would... hopes that she, they T-vote it, but no. <laughs> no, such luck. Then we get a bedroom scene between Barney and Marshall. <laughs> right. and this is cute. Mm-hmm. It is very cute. Especially the way Marshall's delivering his lines are so, <laughs> I don't know, what, what were they going for here? Wistful, maybe? Um, the way Marshall's explaining marriage, it's just, it's like he's talking to a, a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. The way he goes, sometimes when you're married. <laughs> but there's some good back and forth here, and Barney's really, for the first time, sounding like he's into marriage and all the things that comes with it, even though you know, he talks about how much he likes coffee and the smell of coffee in the morning, and that's one of the things he specifically yelled at Lily for when she <laughs> right. stayed over with him that week. But that was a couple years ago. Maybe he's... Become more mature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Willing to think about it now. As Barney's still asking questions and falling asleep, you get from Marshall, little guy had a big day. We'll talk it about tomorrow. Sweet dream slugger. <laughs> it's really cute. And then they're flying together in dream <laughs> and high five right. to the same music. We cut to McLaren's. It's the next night. Ted was still angry until... He runs into Karen there. She says that Lily explained everything to her and then gave a note to pass on to him. We hear the note. It's kind of nice. Ted, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter to me who you marry. I know they'll be awesome because they'll think you are. At any rate, and then we get a P.S. in Marshall's, because it's a voiceover, <laughs> right. hearing the note, and then Marshall's voiceover comes in. P.S. Sorry, the envelope was already open. I had to read what she wrote, Marshall. It's kind of interesting that... When Karen approaches him in the bar, she's very cheery, and when she's saying that Lily explained everything, she's very smiley and sweet, and then after he reads the note, she says, sabotaging our relationship? I gotta say, even using the specially ordered extra low bar by which I judge her friends, Lily really outdid herself this time. Obviously, we can't ever see her again. I know. Big loss, right? <laughs> like she goes from looking very... And she does this a lot, where... When they come back from a breakup in the last episode, she's, like, very smiley and sweet-looking, mm-hmm. and she's really the devil. Right. Ted gets a, another flash-forward on the porch where it's just him and Karen. <laughs> I love this scene. She says, remember that old college roommate? He was married to that shrill little idiot girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, Ted's wistful now. Marshall, oh, it's been so long. She goes, God, I hated him. Anyway, here's his obituary. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. <laughs> Ted has a good line, and maybe it shouldn't matter what my friends think of my girlfriend, but it sure as hell matters what my girlfriend thinks of my friends. That's not necessarily, you don't see that a lot in real life. There's plenty of women that hate a guy's friends, but they stay married. Yeah, I, but none of them hang out as much as Ted and Marsha and Lily and Robin and Barney. You would think it would matter more what her, his friends thought of his girlfriend, though. That This isn't really canonical. Yeah. To make up for it, Lily made a really nice meal. But Ted broke up with Karen after that's off screen and is explaining it all to Robin back in their apartment. So they're going to actually eat the meal together. 
It's beef pot pie, mac and cheese, homemade buttermilk biscuits. That sounds amazing, and I want all of that. Hmm. Ted says, well, no wonder Marshall dies at 68. Referring back to the obituary, I guess he explained the whole flashback <laughs> or flash forward right. scene to Robin, so that made sense to her. Right. So they start kind of discussing, you know, would they potentially still be dating if Lily hadn't done this? This is a long scene that doesn't really go anywhere except for very sitcom-y agreement to marry if they're 40 and right. single. Exactly. It's kind of weird where Ted's foe proposing to her her face looks like he's really proposing at first. I'm not sure if you noticed that. Like panicked or No, excited? like like oh my god, this is happening. Oh. Look. <laughs> you have to watch it and then it really it, she doesn't take much of a turn when she says yes, yes a million times yes. Which I, I didn't like. It was just so tropey. Mhm. So it's a deal. He agrees never to wear a nightshirt. She agrees not to get fat. No, neither of them can get fat. Oh, right. Barney's a. We get one last scene of Barney asleep in his bed in this new nightshirt, and the doorbell rings. <laughs> and it's just a hot girl in a bra and short shorts, and she just looks at him and goes, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and he screams, No. <laughs> All right, great episode. Uh, where do you think I rank this? Oh, do you want to read the email first, or do you want to do rankings oh, first? Oh, yeah, you're. Uh, let's do rankings first. Okay. We'll do rankings and least and favorite jokes. I'm going to say you ranked this number two. No, what? I ranked it seven. Wow, okay. Top ten, though. Yep. Which leaves us only two left in the top ten. What will they be? I don't know. I really Send thought... Send us a tweet or an email with your best guesses. I really thought that this had the number two spot locked. No, and you'll be very happy with the number two and the number six. I bet. Okay. Favorite joke? All right, let me see. <laughs> this I, was tough. Yeah. Was like, really, this is one of the hardest times I've had doing a favorite joke. Ah, for so me, <laughs> For me, it came down to either Barney's saying, tell me all about it as he backs out of the room. Right. Or Marshall's Chewbacca scream. And I think I, I landed on Chewbacca. Okay. That was in the running for mine. I... You know, all of Barney's freaking out about Marshall in the nightgown is in contention. All of the fake bridge playing. <laughs> you reference that a lot, so. <laughs> right. I might say that has to be yours, because every time we see people playing cards, you go, you would lean over <laughs> to me and say, one bridge, two bridge. <laughs> um, and I think the best one-off line is Marshall's, I hate Robin for not being more successful. Mm. Okay, that's your favorite, then. <laughs> My least favorite is Robin's a million times yes marriage proposal. I mean, marriage acceptance. I think mine is the cliche, like, I call the shots. Ted, now. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, that wasn't, it wasn't horrible. Okay, let's go to Danielle's email. Danielle writes, hey, guys. Hi, Danielle. I have to say when Lily said Robin and Ted might have stayed together too long and not remained friends... I gotta say that might not have been the worst thing. Ooh, hot take. Yikes. Danielle, why do you hate Robin and Ted's friendship? (laughs) Who hurt you, Danielle? Danielle goes on, a lot of Ted's, not sure about Robin's, relationships suffer because of the weird energy between them both. I think exes can be friends, but that requires being platonic, and they aren't that. Ah, okay. So we do get an explanation. Yes. 
Marshall and Barney's story was really funny and cute. I think my favorite joke would be when Karen said, I didn't say I liked them, because it's such a terrible thing to say. <laughs> I didn't hate any joke, but I didn't laugh whenever Robin was on the TV. Too cheesy. Love you. Eh, I liked it because they weren't watching it. Mm-hmm. it you know, I, it played well for me. So I disagree with that, but that's just my opinion. Thanks for writing in, Danielle. Jen, tell people how to reach us. You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com. Email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. On Twitter, at RunkleRecaps. And on Instagram, underscore, how I met your podcast, underscore. Next week, we have Old King Clancy. I don't... That's going to be a real come down from these last two. Yeah, I don't remember liking that one as much, but I don't remember what else happens in it outside of the sex position jokes. Is that what that is? I can't remember. Yeah, that's right, because it's a celebrity. They had a weird sex request. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't remember any, from of, Robin. any of the other storylines. So, eh, we'll see. All right, well, until next week, good night from me and my shrill little idiot girl of a coat. <laughs> I, mean, <Wow. laughs> I mean, I love you. <laughs> Bye, everybody.